0: Genesis chapter 37, and I will read from verse 1 verse. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now, we have quite a number of messages on these. You can go back and listen to the one in particular that says Joseph brought a bad report to them of his father and how that bad report was a good thing that Joseph did. A lot of times, many Christians and even many preachers actually preach bad about Joseph. They say that, oh, Joseph was very proud and Joseph you know, should not have you know done this or that. No. But he was his brother's keeper. And he did that which was right in the sight of God. And it pleased the Lord. And uh, because of his righteousness, God was able to communicate with him and not the rest of his family members. And so we see the life of Joseph. Why did God choose Joseph and not the rest of his brothers? Why did God reveal this to Joseph and not even to Jacob? Many things that are there that, uh, many people ignore. But these are very important questions that we need to ask while we read these sections that God has embedded in the pages of His scripture. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Now was Joseph the last son? I've preached on this also. But the favor that Joseph had, as opposed to that which Benjamin should have received, is a favor that came from God through Joseph. Benjamin was born after Joseph, so Benjamin should have received all the attention, but it was Joseph. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, which includes Benjamin. Why? Not Benjamin. Why? When we see these things, we know that this is the work of God Almighty in the life of Joseph because of Joseph's life. Joseph was someone who was different than the rest of his brothers, including Benjamin. And God saw Joseph. And God had favor upon Joseph because of Joseph's life. Joseph was one among the 12 children that Jacob had, and one of the two from Rachel, the one that he really loved and the one that he really wanted to marry. But you look at um, Joseph In spite of all that he went through, growing as a motherless child, a son who was hated by his older brothers, loved by his father, who was rejected by most of his family there, never took offense to any of these things was a child who did not live for himself. Me, myself, and I, if you see in Joseph's life, was missing there. He was a person who truly cared about his brothers. He was a child who truly cared about his father. Whatever job was given to him, he really did it. If you look at David, he was also similar to that at a young age. Whatever was given in his hands, he took it very seriously. He loved his father, he loved his brothers, in spite of what anyone said about him. He was someone who did not make all those negative comments vague and go into a shell and say, you people are saying this, and I'm not going to bring you food anymore, and I'm not going to talk to you anymore, and you do it yourself, and if I do anything, it's always wrong. If I do good, it's wrong if I do this is wrong and you find fault with everything and you know you're hurting me and i'm going to protect myself from you know all that you're doing and that self preservation shows me myself and i in a big way but joseph was not like that joseph was not like that david was not like that in spite of how he was treated He never said, I'm never going to let another person hurt me. And so I'm going to be really careful and I'm just going to preserve myself. And I'm not going to go get food for them. I'm not going to go give this to them. I'm going to tell my dad, dad, these people are doing this. And so um, they're insulting me. They're hurting me and I'm hurting, you know, hurting on inside and my feelings are being hurt. And so I am not going to be taking these things to them. And uh, I will refrain, maybe find uh, a servant. He can go take it. Jacob was very rich. He had servants. Yet, God placed Joseph there in a place where, in spite of the way he was treated, he still had to take what he had to take for his brothers. He still. That was a test for Joseph, and Joseph passed that, and the same goes for David too. In spite of all the mistreatments that he got from his brothers, he still happily took uh, food for them. He was a very good child. When he saw them do something wrong, he didn't say, "I don't want to be a troublemaker." And then they're already uh, hating me, and I don't want to go and say this uh, to my dad. And if they die, let them die. And if they get hurt, let maybe they get hurt, and they'll learn. Maybe my dad will hear it through someone else, and it shouldn't be me. And he did not try to play nice when things were wrong. He was someone who was very sincere. He was someone who was very humble. He was someone who genuinely cared. He was someone who genuinely loved. He was a selfless person. As young as he was, he was very different from the older brothers he saw in front of him. Many times people blame everybody. My uncle, this, my aunt, this, my dad, this, my mom, this, my brother, this, my sister, this, me. All these people did all these things and that's why I am the way I am. You look at Joseph you look at david those are two people amongst other people in the bible even daniel who really lived upright lives in spite of their surroundings joseph saw how his brothers were and he didn't become a bully like them no you know a lot of times people say i became bully because i was bullied and and you have all these uh um, uh story stories Oh, they did this to me, so I did this to them. And Joseph was different. Joseph did not become like his brothers. He was very different. His mother lied. She lied on the oath. She lost her life. But you don't see that trait. In Joseph, don't. His father was a deceiver when he was younger. He listened to his mother, Rebecca, who told him to do certain things the wrong way. You don't see that in Joseph. You see these negative things from his mother, negative things from his father. But this Joseph, he just grew up as if he grew up From some of the parents and he grew up as if he grew up in a different environment and how did Joseph become a Joseph who was highly favored by God? How did Joseph not let any of these things affect him? God is speaking at this hour. How did the negative influence that was around him had no hold on Joseph? How? Not everything is written in the Bible. If every detail was written there, then we won't have any room. We won't be able to have a Bible less condensed as we have now, as it is, it's a big Bible. But you look at Joseph's life in one sentence, unless a revelation comes from the Holy Spirit, you won't know what happens behind that one sentence. His environment didn't affect him. He had this rich heritage. From his grandfather, Abraham. His grandmother, Sarah. He had this promise from God. Great grandmother, great grandfather. God made this covenant with Abraham. God made this covenant with Isaac. God made this covenant with these grandfathers and great-grandfather and father-grandfather that he had. And God made a covenant with his father too. But there was this change that happened in Jacob's life. But you look at Joseph. Joseph was somebody who had no blemish in him. He had such a clean track record. He was someone who loved God with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Joseph was someone who did not live for himself. Though he had a mother who died as a result of what she did, and you have this history that his father did this to his brother when came to the inheritance, And you see that his father was deceived and all these things happened to him. You don't see that cycle repeat in Joseph. He didn't. Joseph was someone who was not immune to all these things, but because of the way he lived, he had power over that which could have easily transferred to him from his parents. God is speaking to our hearts today. The day we understand the power behind the choice that each one of you can make. The day you understand that the blame game must stop. And I have to take responsibility for my actions and I have the power to change my destiny if I Do that which I must do. That will be the day when everything will change. God said this. Behold, I place blessings and curses before you. Two powerful forces here. Blessing. Mm -hmm. Curses. Both are very powerful. One will build and the other one will destroy. And God said this. Choose which one you want. Joseph was someone who chose blessings over curses. He chose to be a truthful man. He chose to be a truthful young boy. If you look at the rest of his brothers, they were not like him. You don't hear Benjamin came and reported about his brothers. No. No. Joseph was not like that. When he saw something wrong, he came and said, oh, father... You can't actually fix it. Father, this is what is happening with my brothers. I saw this. This is not right. He had the compassion, and the heart for righteousness, and heart full of care for his brothers. Now, you look at Rachel, how Rachel lied. Joseph did not lie. And you look at the rest of the people, his family members, even his older brothers were born to other mothers. You look at their lives, all of them, you see, they all lied. They sold Joseph, and they lied to their father. They even went to the extent of killing an animal and dipping his Joseph's clothes in that animal's blood and taking it to the father and lying to that old father. Think about that. What Jacob is experiencing is exactly what he did to his father. When his father was so old, he went and lied to his father. And when the father found out that he was lied to, that it was not Esau he blessed. Imagine in his old age how he trembled and how he shook. He shook violently. And to do that to an older man so that you can get your blessing is wrong. Terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. Never lie to a servant of God to get the blessing of God. It'll become a curse. Always remember. Never lie about a situation to get a blessing from God's servant. Don't you do that. Because it'll become a curse. Look at Jacob. Jacob did this to his father. Many years later, his sons are doing the very same thing to him in his old age. They came and lied to him. Now he is violently shaking. His son that he really loved. Is gone. He was lied to. What we reap, we will sow. We have to understand this. There's a very important principle that will remain until we see God. You sow righteousness, you will reap righteous fruits. If you sow wickedness, you will reap wicked fruit and you will have to eat it. So you look at Joseph, in the midst of all these things, you see Joseph was a man who chose, as a child, he chose righteousness, righteousness over evil. He chose truth over lies. Can you live like that? Yes, you can. If someone will come and tell me the opposite, I will say, go read the Bible. We need to know the truth. Joseph, as a child, he made right choices. And when you make right choices, will you suffer for it? Yeah. In the hands of sinners. Will God stand next to you to make sure that you win and you overcome and be placed in a place where you can actually bring good for people? Oh, yes. Yes. So you look at Joseph. Joseph was a person who was able to actually keep the negative traits from getting into him. He said, I'm not going to lie. I will not be self-centered. I will not earn anything by unrighteous means. He was very different. And how was he so different? There's a story behind Joseph's life. Just like the rest of the children, Joseph also was exposed to this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He knew how God gave Isaac to Abraham. He knew how God gave Esau and Jacob to his father. Jacob. Now Jacob was given to Isaac. Now. Knowing this. All the story. He was someone who latched on to the God of Abraham. Unlike the rest of his brothers. Including Benjamin. Benjamin followed God later. All the brothers actually followed the Lord later. That's why God gave them a land in Egypt and Goshen. Who led the way? Who led the way? Who actually brought repentance to their hearts? Joseph. How was Joseph a leader in the family? How did he become that leader? You know, as young as he was, he led righteousness. He led the path of righteousness. He walked the path of righteousness and he led in the path of righteousness. In his family. What Jacob did with what Joseph said is another story. But Joseph did the right thing. Before God. And before his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Because he was the son of his old age. Also He made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. That venom was inside. I can stand this. Dad is favoring this guy all the time. Look at him. They hated him. Do you know what? There is a blessing that God gives to those who find favor in the sight of God. The blessing is that those who are evil at heart will envy those who are righteous because they see them blessed and prosper. So they will actually envy the righteous. Joseph's brothers envied him. They hated him. Now, during this situation, when everything looks opposite around him, God communicates with Joseph. Think about that when there's hate all around, hate all around, I want to emphasize this as the Holy Spirit wants me to, when there's hate all around Joseph, God talks to Joseph. Joseph, you did the right thing. And because of that, they're hating you. Jesus said this. Blessed are you when they Persecute you for righteousness' sake. Your reward will be great. They will say all manner of evil things against you falsely. To my sake. But those who still do the right thing. In spite of the hate that they receive around them. Will be loved by God in a unique way. I want to say it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Those who choose to pursue righteousness in spite of the hate they receive from those around them, will be loved by God in a very unique way. Joseph was loved by God in a very unique way. When the brothers hated him, they didn't want to talk to him peacefully. God of heaven and earth communicated with Joseph. Joseph had a dream. And in that dream, God said, Joseph, I'm going to lift you up among the very people who hate you. There's a prophecy God is giving at this hour. Among the very people who hate you, God will lift you up. Where? In the presence of your enemies. Where will God prepare a table for us? Right in the presence of our enemies. Right there. God said, the very people who are not able to speak peacefully with you, the very people who hate you will bow down before you. And see, your dad who is not doing anything about it. He too will bow down before you. He loves you at the same time. He doesn't want to say anything. He too will bow down before you. And so what happened? Joseph just saw the dream and he was so happy. His dad loves him and he loves his dad. And he said, I'm going to take it to my dad and run and tell him. He's so excited. God spoke to me through this dream. Joseph was a young boy who had the strong communion with God. He knew his God. All that he heard from his father and whoever raised him. He held on to that and he took it to a whole new level. By having that communion with God day and night. So when his brothers didn't talk to him and when they hated him, it really didn't take him down. Whatever he might have felt is all covered by God's love. He loved God so much, nothing interfered with his relationship with God. God is speaking to us today. Don't let someone else's behavior send you to help. Don't let another person destroy your faith. Don't let another believer bring you down. Whatever Satan tries to do will only get to you if you let that get to you. But if you say, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus and I'm going to run, then God will bless you like how he blessed Joseph. Now Joseph had this dream. What is this? This is a this is a message from God. God communicating with Joseph, saying that. This one is happening with you. I'm going to talk to you about what's going to happen to the very people who are doing this to you now. Now, it didn't happen the next day. God gave this message and the fulfillment of this came after many years. After he got the dream, the next morning, the Bible doesn't say this. The next morning or the next week, all of them came and apologized and they all bowed down before him. No, 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 that's not how it works many times people get the prophecy and they think everything happens the next minute they don't have the character to receive it by the way it's important to be people of character Joseph had the character to receive it in spite of all of this God blessed Joseph because in spite of all of this Joseph held on to God he did not exhibit any nature or any quality that was contrary to the nature of God He was in sync with the spirit of God to such an extent. God was able to take him through the process of glorifying Joseph. The path to exaltation. Even in the midst of evil people, he did not lie. Even at Potiphar's place, when it was, Life and death there, that means it's death for him if he says no. If he says, I will not, or if he says anything opposite to the people who are in power there, similar to Daniel. That means in that strange land, being a foreigner, the treatment would have been very, very severe. He knew all of that, but he still was righteous before God. He said, I am not going to bow down to immorality. I'm not going to bow down to this wicked woman. Just like Moses who chose to suffer with the people of God. He said whatever it is, I'm fleeing the scene. Now you know why God put him next to Pharaoh. He had the character for it. The people who God exalts and honor are people who have the character for it. God is never going to put someone in a position without having the character for it. So you look at Joseph, Joseph had this connection with God. No matter what his brothers did, no matter what his family did, he did not let that get to him. God is speaking to you today. Don't let anything used by the devil through anyone get to you to pull you down, to make you bitter, to get you upset, to become grumpy and to speak negative and to snap and to be sarcastic and all these works of the flesh should not be seen. You know how you can really be really genuine to be someone who has the first Corinthians 13 love is having that connection with love himself, God Almighty. I'm going to take you to one more scripture and we will close for tonight. Let's just go to Genesis chapter 19 from verse 12. Then the men said to Lot, Have you, anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city. Take them out of this place. The instruction here is, is in your family, bring them out with you before this place is destroyed. Bring them out with you. For we will destroy this place because... The outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Now, the, the angels of the Lord who came here to execute the command of God were given the instruction, whoever is in the house, spare them for Lot's sake. Spare them. So the grace of God is coming to Lot's family. Whoever it is, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. And now we hear, Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be joking. Very important scripture here. Your walk with God Your testimony before God is very important to make an impression in the lives of those around you. You look at Noah. When Noah heard from God and he went and spoke to his sons, he spoke to his wife, he spoke to his daughters-in-law. All of them listened to him. They came together and they did the job. The entire family was saved. You look at Lot here. Where was Lot living? Lot was living in the wrong place. He was saying, I'm keeping myself. I'm not doing anything wrong. But why are you sitting in the wrong place? Being vexed every day. Why are you vexed? And why are you sitting in the place where you're vexed? What are you supposed to do? When you know something is not good for you, seek God, find out what he wants you to do, and just do it. Lot did not do that. The difference between Abraham and Lot was Abraham consulted with God for everything and Lot did not. When Lot said, I'm not going to ask God because I know if I ask God, he's going to say, get out of here. Oh, this is comfortable. We make money here. We have good business. And look, my daughters are married. Who were they married to? Men who had no connection with God. Imagine how his daughters were then. Think about it. How you are and how you walk with the Lord is will actually have an impact on the rest of your family. Look at Lot's wife. Look at Lot's children. Look at Lot. Never say that I have a relationship with God and I'm walking with God and not have an impact at home in your family. This is very important. God is speaking to your heart at this hour. When you walk is where it should be with God. The words that come out of your mouth will have an impact on the lives of those around you. They'll know God is speaking through you. They'll know this is true. They won't mock. They won't say, that, well, I'm not taking it seriously. That means they have not really seen anything happen before. God is speaking at this hour. When Lot went up and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were married to his daughters, and he told them, get up. Get out of this place. But the Lord will destroy the city. They were laughing. Lord, who is this Lord? And you're telling destroy the city? And how the city going to be destroyed? Oh, it's making a lot of money here. This is a very prosperous city. What happened? They all died. Together with the people in Sodom. The sons-in-law did not take it seriously. Because it was not serious enough. See, the rest of the world didn't listen to Noah. His family did. Our testimony has to begin at home first. That's something that is being taught in this church again and again and again and again and again. And will always be the foundation of everything. Ministry begins at home. Ministry begins at home. If you don't have a witness before your wife, your husband, your sons, your daughters, your sons-in-law, your daughters-in-law, whoever it is. Focus on that first. That's the most important thing. Very important. Ministry begins at home. When you speak, it has to have an impact. When you speak, it has to touch their hearts. They should know that this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. They can say, well, I hear it. I know it's in... um, They should know that there's the truth. That kind of a walk with God is important. That kind of a walk with God is necessary if you want to save yourself and your hearers. Your words must come from the mouth of God to have that kind of an impact. Now, when the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. Now you know why. The sons-in-law were thinking that he was joking. The urgency that Lot should have had in this situation when he got the news was not there. He's still sitting there and taking a sweet time. Well, Lot, are you believing what you're hearing? Are you believing? Was Lot believing what he was hearing? Well, yeah, he did. To what extent? How serious was he when he heard that which God said? Through the angels of God. How serious are you when you hear the word of God? When the Lord speaks about the urgency. When the Lord speaks about the frailty of human body. When the Lord speaks about the time you have. How serious are you? When God speaks about how you should live today. How serious are you? Are you taking it seriously? If you don't take the word of God seriously. If you don't take the voice of God seriously. If you don't take the word of God that comes through God's servants seriously. How will others listen to you? How will they listen to you? They will not. You must have that urgency. You must have the seriousness of God's word. You should be someone who will be obedient to God in all things. Lot delayed here. And the angels of God are saying, you need to get out. Otherwise, you're going to be killed here. Grace has come to you. Make use of it. And while he lingered, the man took hold of his hands. While he lingered. Think about that. Think about that. Lot. Oh, righteous lot. You are vexed now. The judgment of God is coming. You provided a way of escape. How vexed are you? People are going to die here. You need to get out. But you're still lingering. What are you lingering about? Who's keeping you there? Whoever is knit together with you. Make sure nobody keeps you behind. Make sure nobody keeps you out of heaven. No one should. Your spouse shouldn't. Your children shouldn't. Your parents shouldn't, your siblings shouldn't, your grandparents shouldn't. No one, your neighbor shouldn't, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Away with everyone who tries to keep you from heaven. Be very careful. If Satan comes through people to keep you from heaven, away with them. Away with them. Run far away from them. Make sure you save yourself first. Don't let Satan use anyone to drag you down. While he lingered, the grace of God comes again and he took hold of his hand, his wife's hand and the hands of his two daughters, at least the people who said that we are coming, but they're still taking the sweet time. God moves these angels to grab hold of their hands and they said, come on, let's go. The Lord being merciful to them. God is speaking at this hour. Don't take the grace of God for granted. Because God is being merciful to you, and God is coming to you again and again 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 again, because he 's merciful and trying to grab your hands and take you don 't think that you will make it don 't think that you 'll make it because someone, even after this point didn 't make it. Your cooperation in your blessing, your cooperation in your salvation, your cooperation in your deliverance, your cooperation in keeping your deliverance plays a huge part. Joseph made the choice to please God. And God took him all the way to the top where he would glorify God. God glorified Joseph where Joseph can glorify God all the more. But look at Lot. Where he was sitting, being righteous didn't use what he learned from Abraham the right way. He was someone who was lukewarm and compromised and said, I'll just sit here. When God says, get out of Sodom, Lot. Go oh, to the place I will show you. He said, Um, let me see. Wife wants to say goodbye to her girlfriends and daughters want to say goodbye to or maybe they're doing the last minute shopping at Sodom. God have mercy. The angels got hold of their hand to say, Let's go. Let's go, let's go. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside. He said, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Don't look at the plains. Don't look behind. Don't stay anywhere here. Specific directions God gave. But what did they do? The Lot said to them, Please know my lords. Look at that. How many of you are like that? When God tells you something, say, oh no, my Lord, please. It's not let thy will be done. It's like, oh Lord, let my will be done. Please, my will be done. Please, my will be done. Oh my God. Will that be a blessing for you? When your foolish prayers go before God for your own destruction. Do you want God to answer that? Answer me, says the Holy Spirit. Let your prayers be pleasing to God. Let your prayers be pleasing to God. Let your prayers be pleasing to God. Tell the Lord. Lord, when you tell me get out, I will get out. When you tell me don't look here, I won't look there. When you tell me flee to the mountains, that's where I'll go. At that point, I'm not going to say what he will think and what the Jasper will think and what Casper will think and what Lily will think and what Billy will think. Away with Lily, Billy, Casper and Jasper. Away with all of them. God has come to be merciful to you. And in this time of mercy, be smart. Take the way of escape and run away from destruction. See now, this city is near enough to flee too. And this little one, please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? My soul shall live. When has a man ever prospered outside the will of God? Please, 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 please. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. God says, go. Nagging God for the wrong thing. God will give it to you. You won't be happy with it. Don't nag God for the wrong thing. You'll get it. You won't be happy with it. It's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. Make sure. You do what the Lord tells you to If he says, go to the mountain, a little more distance, climb up, go, do it. Because that's where you're going to prosper. That's where you're going to be well. Be like Joseph. Don't be like Lot. Don't be like Lot's daughters. Don't be like Lot's wife. Be like Joseph. Don't be like Joseph's brothers. As the Spirit of the Lord is speaking today, before we close, I want you to take this to heart. The way that God has for you is the best way. Never think that you're smarter than God. Never think your way, never think that your way is better than God's way. Never think that you plan better and God doesn't know much. Those are all foolishness. Never ask God for something other than God's perfect will. Never tell God Lord, let me have this. Not that. When God says, that is good for you. God is speaking to our hearts today. And he says, don't look back. Don't look back. You can read the rest of the chapter on your own. I will stop here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Just close your eyes and look to the Lord at this hour. Here is this young soul that did the will of God at all costs and became the instrument of righteousness in the hands of God to many people. He was God's instrument of righteousness to the few in his family. God saw that and God said, Joseph, I'm going to broaden your territory. Joseph, I'm going to use you as an instrument of righteousness to many more people. And Joseph gave him that, God gave Joseph that vision. In the midst of hate, God manifested his love to Joseph. You do that which is pleasing to God. When the whole world hates you, you will experience the love of God in a unique way. But if you want the whole world to love you, you won't have the love of the Father in you. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father. It'll all be gone before you know. Burned down to ashes like how it happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. But you, when you flee these things that are damaging to your soul and to your body, live like Joseph. God will exalt you just like how he exalted Joseph. A young soul that did not seek exaltation, exaltation came looking for him. A young soul who did not seek prosperity, prosperity came looking for him. All he cared was to do the right thing. All he wanted was the acknowledgement from God and he got it. Don't live like Lot. Don't live for this present world. When God says move, don't stay. Don't hold on to that which you should let go of. God is speaking at this hour. Let go of that which you need to let go. and Go to where you need to go. Because where God tells you to go to, that's where you're going to prosper. Hallelujah. That's where you're going to prosper. Abraham prospered in the will of God. Lot perished. In his own will. Beyond that. Move to the plane. There's nothing. About Lot. His family. Can prosper. Like Abraham's family. If you want to. Be blessed by God. Like how Abraham was. If you want to be blessed by God. Like how Joseph was. Give yourself over to the Lord at this hour. And say Lord. I'm not going to be. A fool like Lot. Lord, forgive me for being foolish. Like Lot and his family. Say, Lord, forgive me for being foolish. Like Lot. Having some form of righteousness. But didn't have the character to leave Sodom. Living in Sodom and being vexed about Sodom. Is not the way to live. God is speaking at this hour. When God says, get out of Sodom, get out of Sodom, get out of Sodom. Don't linger. Hallelujah. You will not be blessed in the plains when God says, don't settle over here. Don't you settle over there. Hallelujah. Take a few minutes in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for speaking to your people this night. Lord, your word is true, and it is the truth. Thank you for touching the hearts of your people. Bless your people, Lord. Lord, I pray that the word that you've given to them, let it go deeper. Let it go deeper, Father. Lord, make each one a doer of your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Help them to understand, Lord. Let no one just hear it and receive it in a superficial way. Let each one apply this word that you've given to them, to their situation, and live by this word. I thank you for doing this. As you serve in standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, According to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless you people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may stand strong in the midst of every situation. Fixing their eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. They may have the integrity they may have the integrity to flee unrighteousness. That they may have the integrity to please you in every circumstance. That they may be people who will move, move when you tell them to move and not stay where they should not stay. May they be people who become prosperous and more prosperous by their connection with the living God. Let there be no hint of rebellion in any heart. May they be humble and be filled with your love like how Joseph was. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace.
1: Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for your perfect word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, the moment of truth, Lord, when we hear your voice clearly, Lord, and we have a choice to follow you like Joseph did, to surrender everything to you, Lord. Pursue after your perfect will and leave all the other things behind. As the song says,
2: If you take me to the mountain, I will go. If you take me to the valley, I will go. If you take me to the desert, I will go. If you take me to the river, I will go. I will go, I will go, I will go. Lord, if you take me to the garden, I will go. If you take me to the palace, I will go if you take me through the river I will go if you take me through the fire I will go I will go I will go I will go you are the way you are the truth you are the life you are the door. I will go, I will go, I will go, I will go, I will go. Follow, follow, following you. Follow, follow, following you. Follow, follow, following you. Lord, I will go, I will
1: go, I will go, I will go. I will go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. The word from heaven tonight, Lord, right on the spot you gave the word, Father. Blessed be the rock. You know what we need to hear. And thank you, Lord, for sobering us up to know that we have our destiny in our hands, Lord, no matter what our situation is, who we are, how old we are, how long we've known the Lord, or how little, whether we're in active ministry or not speaking to each one where we are. To bring us to trust you. To be after you. And to be where you are. Where you want us to be. And to do what you call us to do, Lord. And to leave all the things of this decadent world. This Sodom and Gomorrah. This world. With all the things that are cheap. Thrills. Temporary highs, Lord. And things that come to destroy and rob the very eternal life that you give us. Thank you for helping us, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on the living God and to be excited to follow you like Joseph. Lord, to be in a place where you will talk to us because you see us different from the status quo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name for your word. Thank you for loving us enough to give us the word this night. Let the word settle into our hearts, maybe not lose it, Lord, to determine, even after the meeting tonight, Lord, what are you calling me to do? You're, you've talked to me. You've spoken to me. Now you're waiting for my response. Help me, Lord, to do Your will. Thank you, Jesus. Praise You. Praise You. Praise You. Jesus, mighty name. We thank You. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us all. Amen.
0: Amen.